Welcome to the Talking the Line podcast, presented to you by Talking the Line Sports Media, giving you our best insights and analysis so you can rake in some cold hard cash on your next sports bet. Now sit on back, open up your mind, and let's cash some tickets. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We hope you enjoy. afternoon good evening ladies and gentlemen degenerates and gamblers far and wide welcome in to episode number 137 of the talk in the line podcast on this absolutely beautiful you know the drill friday of bets also known as so you don't have to check your calendar October 1st, 2021. Rip off the page from September. It's time to start a new month, my friends. But before we do all of that with an absolutely loaded Friday Pick Spectacular show, please take a few moments to smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently ingesting the TTL pod on. If you are watching on YouTube, make sure you hit that notification bell as well so you never miss the start of any live show or additional TTL crew content dropping. But if you are listening to the audio version on your favorite podcast directory, make sure you hit it there as well as we do release that audio after every live show is complete. Next item up on the docket, if you could be so kind, you can find it in your heart to do so. You got a couple extra seconds after you smash those previously two mentioned buttons. Smash that like button. Leave us a comment. Leave us a rating. Jump on over yonder in the live chat. We can't tell you how much we appreciate it when you do. And oh, if you wouldn't mind too, hit that share button. Send it on over to your friends, brothers, sisters, uncles, neighbors, enemies. We don't care. The TTL pod is for all. The first time better to the daily degenerate. It only helps us make TTL sports media bigger and better. For each and every one of you. Last, certainly not least, head on over to this episode's description after you get done with all of that good stuff and check out the Talk in the Line link tree. Within that link tree, you will find the talkintheline.com website, all of the TTL crew social platforms, and our additional content so you can consume all of that however and whenever you please. Ladies and gentlemen, and beautiful gambling people, Joining us on episode number 137 on this beautiful Friday of bets, I am your humbled and honored host, Colton, Cole 45 Sroka, and I can't thank you enough for stopping by to get some locks, get some insights, get some analysis, everything in between. Now, we have a boatload to get to, but I have neglected one final item in my introduction that needs to be completed. The man sitting to my left currently fidgeting in his chair because he is so gassed up to deliver you guys some stone-cold facts, insights, analysis, trends, picks, everything in between, is the co-host of the Talking the Line podcast, also the co-host of the Wise Words podcast, where we connect you with the sharpest, brightest, most electric names in the sports gambling industry. All that being said, please, ladies and gentlemen, help me welcome in 
the man, the myth, the degenerate gambling legend and TTL resident cheese head himself, Mr. Riley, R. Max, Magnuson. Partner, how you doing over there today, pal? My man, I will save some time on the intro, but uh, electric as always, I'm feeling Ooh. fantastic. It is Friday. These are our favorite shows to nail down because we, not only is this the uh, time where we get to really lay down what we've been grinding on all week long, but uh, you know, we've got a weekend's worth of bets to dive into and so far, these weekends have been pretty uh, going pretty damn well for us. So uh, the train ain't stopping here. We're feeling uh, as good about this weekend as we've uh, felt all season long, I would say. so. Going pretty damn well yeah. is an understatement, yeah. my sure. friend. Uh, we've been doing pretty damn spectacular, if I do say so to myself, and uh, to use my own term, if you will. But, my friends, that all being said, let producer Colt fiddle here just a second while we get all in business. All right, everything seems to be good to go now. First, my friends, we must, as a full transparency uh, show, uh, recap uh, all of the bets from yesterday's action. Some days we will have rough days. Some days we will not make it to the pay window, but more often than not, and especially yesterday, we are cashing fucking tickets. Ladies and gentlemen, for the first time, let me put them up on the screen. The TTL Crew's best bets from yesterday's action. Right above us, you see our Max picks. Hey, thank you, sir. And you see it across our chest. You know what? I'll make us even a little bit bigger so you guys can see it even brighter it. across our chest. A little bit more. How about Roll that? birds. Roll birds, baby. Thank you, J-Rob, James Robinson, Killer J. Our man, uh, 28, I believe he is now. He was 30 last year. I think he changed 25. 25. 25. I knew he changed his jersey number. Either way, Hell of a game. smacked the uh, first touchdown score for us and the anytime touchdown score that Mags put out on the show. He also gave you the little insight on the DraftKings first touchdown but, score hey, insurance. didn't matter. But we didn't fucking need didn't it, need baby. It. We didn't need it. That all being said, I had you back as well. Over on that side of the screen, you see Virginia plus six. Nice, easy win. But I also told you, my friends, I'm all right with it down to four and a half. Oh, yeah. I'm down with it three and a half. If this goes down to two and a half, please do not forget to hammer the shit out of the money line as well. And if you follow myself and Mr. Magnuson at cash underscore with Colt and at RMAGS, all caps, and the TTL best bets of the day at talking the line, guys would have known that we all added the money line for a half unit and cash that yes, bad so boy as well my friends for an old day from the crew for our documented plays plus seven almost seven and a half yeah. units and we had a thursday now that all being said we don't like to stick in the past too long no nah. we like to have brains of goldfish and we like to continue good vibes flowing most definitely however killer evening and we will continue to kill these books mm -hmm. all weekend long. That's a promise. Also took some live action on the game. If you Ooh. followed, uh, I believe you did it as well. If you follow us on action, took the Bengals plus seven. I, I believe that it. was at halftime. I didn't track it, but I took the money line plus 235 yep. at halftime. Yep. Plus 235. I didn't track it, but I uh, had to do a little sprinkly dinkly, and uh, it came through for your boy. Daryl Bevel doesn't fail. No, he does not. No, he does not. And oh, oh, hey, hey. The Jags mm. don't <laughs> jag. Props. 
props. Yeah, sorry. Props to you if you had the balls to take the Jags on the uh, on the plus seven hey, and a half. For sure. We told you that was where we would be leaning, sure. but we just didn't have enough confidence because the Jags going Jag, and uh, we've got burned by them three times already this year, so we didn't feel like doing it again or making you guys do so. And we mentioned if we would have been on the Jags plus seven and a half, that game would have gone differently. Correct. Very correct. <laughs> Not superstitious, but a little stitious. <laughs> just a little stitious. Just a little stitious. All that being said... That's it for yesterday's action. Let's get into today's show. All right, my friends, we got a loaded one coming at you. You know if you've been around for the Friday Pick Spectacular, it is absolutely electric. Not getting there quite yet. I just need a sip of some more water. Oh, yeah, same with me. No sweat. Got just a little bit no of sweat. cotton mouth going oh, on, yeah, for you sure. will here this morning. That all being said, loaded Friday Pick Spectacular. You know the drill. We are dishing out our entire college football picks, and then we are going to dish out our entire NC or NFL cards. That's the uh, exact same thing. Yep. College football and NCAA sure. are the exact same thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that all being said, we will go one by one. If you haven't been to a Friday show before, we will go through our entire college football slates. We will go starting with Mr. Mags to my left. We are lining up on a few plays, so we will talk about those uh, at the same exact time in the essence of time, and then we will slide on over to my best college bets of the weekend not as many that we're on together in college not as many there are a few are obviously few, but there are a handful that we yeah, skew on yeah but not as many uh this weekend then uh, but not really opposing not really no not, definitely not opposing not no. opposing not um, at all and i am telling you on a few and i know you're telling me on most definitely then we'll get into nfl go back to our mags best bets couple that we line up on couple that we don't but none that we're opposing on once I believe again. all four of mine we also line up on so okay yeah. so <laughs> perfect absolutely yeah. beautiful and then i have a couple extra value ones that i'm hoping to convince my partner to tell me by the end <laughs> yeah. of the show and i'm hoping i can convince you guys too because uh you said it just a little bit ago all the grind all the effort that we take during Most the definitely. week here uh i cannot wait to give that to you guys and i hope all that shows and proves that we're about to have Another winning weekend. Yes, sir. All right. For now, cut all the nonsense, stop all the drama, quit all the banter that you could go to every other sports media outlet and get. You come to the TTL pod for the stone cold locks and running tickets to the window with the TTL crew all day and night and weekend long. So without further ado, my friends, no more hesitation, no more delay. Actually, real quick, never mind, we're good. Producer Colt just had to make sure everything was in business. Well, has he, hey? We are good now. So without further ado, my friends, turn that volume way on up if you had it low. Maybe if you're at work, keep it at the same volume. Little NSFW, it's about to get wild up in here. And open up your ear holes wide, your eye holes too if you're watching, and get ready for my partner to dish out nothing but stone-cold knowledge straight to your dome piece. And as always, partner... You have the floor. I appreciate you, my man. So to kick things off, we are sticking right here on this beautiful Friday of action for a little college football action. Mm -hmm. Out of my beloved Big Ten, we've got the Iowa Hawkeyes traveling over to Maryland. And Maryland is catching three and a half points. And go ahead. I, too, am taking this play, so we will talk about it at the same time. What else did we forget to do, though, partner? A little quick pit stop? To you, to me. To each and every one of you out there drinking the black elixir of the gods on this beautiful Friday of bets, take your sip and let's get on with the damn yes, thing. Yes, sir. Okay. Oh, Jimmy, go away a minute. <laughs> Ooh, child, please. Okay. 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 Please. All now, right. Now, now, now. <clears throat> Partner, 
you have the floor. Okay, back into it. So, out of the Big Ten, my beloved Big Ten, the Iowa Hawkeyes traveling to Maryland to play the Maryland Terrapins. Terrapins are catching three and a half. We are taking these Maryland Terrapins plus three and a half. Oh, yeah. I am a oh, yeah. little interested in the money line here. Uh, you will probably see it on my bet slip, but not making it an official pick. I think this is going to be a tight one here. Despite Iowa being the number five team in the country and Maryland being unranked, and by golly, minus three and a half for the Ooh. number five Ooh. team in the country. That's got to be a lock, right? Well, hang on just a minute. Iowa's offense is much worse than the final scores of their games would indicate to you, my friends. Iowa's defense is very good. I won't deny that. But they have relied heavily on turnovers in their spots so far in these games. In the early portion of the season, 2.2 takeaways per game. Top 20 in the nation. Pretty damn good. However... Mm. This Maryland offense is uh, quite the opposite of that. They protect the ball extremely well on offense. They average less than a turnover per game, only have thrown one interception this season. I really do think this is going to be a very, very solid game, and you know it might even look uh, a little lopsided in the opposite way that you might be thinking here. Like I said, I'm interested in the money line, but I could see it being a very close game. <laughs> Iowa's two big wins that got them up to number five. Ah, they beat Indiana and Iowa State here. Both these teams have been, uh, as far as their expectations, pretty massive disappointments. Two of the bigger disappointments in the country based off their expectations, I would say here. They, uh, like I said, in those games especially, they relied heavily on those turnovers and they got them. Those offenses are nowhere near what Maryland is. Maryland's offense is pretty damn efficient and... My man, I love this one tonight at plus three and a half. I think we've got a winner to start off the weekend here. Taking the rock from you, absolutely, my friend. Uh, to kind of piggyback on your offense there, I am huge on this Maryland offense. They're starting to uh, pick up under the uh, helm, and uh, you know the reason why they only have one interception. Mr. Taulia Tagovailoa, the brother oh, of Tua Tagovailoa. Hey, roll tide, you know me. The Sharps have uh, taken their side here, my friends. I'll talk about that here in just a minute, but... Under Taulia, 12th in the nation in total yards right now is the Maryland offense and 8th in the nation in pass yards. Yep. So I will gladly be backing that offense because on the numbers and by the eye test, which, you know, we like to do that a lot more, they look really, really good compared to the Iowa Hawkeyes. And by the numbers, it's not good at all for the Iowa Hawkeyes nope. offensively. Defensively, I believe that Maryland has just enough to hang with the Hawkeyes, even though the Hawkeyes do hang their hats on uh, the defensive side of the sure. ball. That all being said, 40, 41st, kind of weird to say that, in total yards, 59th in pass yards, and 28th against the rush is the Maryland defense. So I'm super high on them. I love them. And you know me, last but certainly not least, I'm a trends guy, my friends. This is what I do. This is how I go about things. Iowa is 1-5-1 and ATS their last seven October games, and they and then Maryland is 4-1 and ATS their last five home games. I do believe that this is going to be a back-and-forth, dirty Big Ten game, just going to be a nasty yep. defensive battle at the 100%. end of the day. And you got to give the a little bit of an edge to whatever team has the better offense in that category. I agree with you. And at that point in time, we look to Maryland. So, yep. my friends, I could go on and on till I'm blue in the face. Iowa not playing very good teams. Iowa not playing stout defenses, not playing teams that they had to absolutely murder to win the game. But I'll just leave it at that because we're both on it, and I think we're both going to be on the money line as well by yes, game sir. time. Not official, but from both of us, first best bet from our mags as me as well as me as well okay for sure all whatever right, that right. means you ever walk into a sentence <laughs> and say what the fuck am i doing here maryland terrapins plus three and a half or whatever the current best line is on your favorite book thank you sir partner please 
let him have number two. Alrighty, number two, partner. You have some more for this Friday evening, but I'm gonna fast forward here to Saturday too. Another Big Ten matchup that oh, I'm excited you know to watch. It? Wouldn't you know it? We've got Michigan and Wisconsin. Uh, partner's got a different play coming out of this game than I uh, also kind of agree with here, but this one is my favorite out of this one. We're going with, I'm going with the under 43 and a half. Don't look at the final score of Wisconsin's game last week against Notre Dame. They held Notre Dame to 10 points through three quarters, gave up a kick return touchdown, a fumble, three pick sixes, or excuse me, three interceptions, two of them were pick sixes. I think the winner of this game here, Wisconsin-Michigan, oh, the winner is going to be 21 points max. Uh, Wisconsin's defense is extremely legit. Every time they, uh, I, I, all three games so far, despite that one quarter that they, uh, it wasn't even their fault. It was their offense putting in those positions. They have been absolutely dominant. And, uh, you know, partner, I do agree with what your play is, but I really think this Wisconsin's offense is going to struggle some more here, but I think their defense is going to do enough to hold Michigan way, way down here. Wisconsin, uh, Michigan's rush offense is very solid here. Wisconsin's rush defense is extremely stout. So, uh, you know, Notre Dame's offense was extremely productive coming into that game la uh, last week. Wisconsin's, uh, Wisconsin's defense was able to hold them down. Similar, uh, I think this game's going to be a little similar to the uh, Penn State-Wisconsin game that we saw a few weeks ago, but maybe, uh, you know, the end of the game goes a little bit differently than that one went uh, with uh, potentially Wisconsin winning this one outright. I do believe Michigan is uh, honestly in a similar, at least offensive range here as Penn State, with Penn State having a little bit of an edge. So I really think the Wisconsin, uh, Wisconsin defense is going to have a field day at home here. So... Give me an even dirtier Big Ten under here, 43-and-a-half on this one. To piggyback off of mine, I will not uh, piggyback off of you and dish out my play. Yeah. Uh, wait till after that. You might have been able to uh, d dissect, depending on how well you know my partner, uh, where I might be leaning, but I'm not going to tell you yet. So for our mags, second best bet of the weekend, the college football slate, he is taking the under 43-and-a-half. 43-and-a-half in the Michigan and Wisconsin game tomorrow. Partner. Let them have number three. All righty, partner. Let's move out of the Big Ten, at least for now, and move to the old mm. southeastern part of our country to mm. Arkansas versus Georgia Bulldogs. Woo! We are taking... Yes, sir. We are taking the points with the number, I believe it is number 18 in the country, Arkansas, plus 18 and a half at Georgia. The dog partner, I'll give you a little trend here. The dog in these matchups, Arkansas-Georgia, is 5-1 and one ATS last six. I know Georgia is fantastic. I think Georgia is going to win this game, no question about it. But I don't believe it's going to be more than three scores like this line is predicting here. This Georgia team is very, very good. I won't deny that. But you can't really look at their last two wins. Uh, absolute beatdowns over Vandy and South Carolina. And mm. by all accounts, mm. and what I believe and what a lot of people uh, expect as well, those are without a doubt the two worst teams in the SEC. They absolutely dominated them. Georgia has also dominated a couple, uh, I believe it was UAB, a team that I will be talking about here, but they dominated them and kept Clemson close 10-3, to a team that uh, has been extremely disappointing since that game. I think Arkansas has got plenty of firepower to stay with them here. I don't think Arkansas's offense is going to have too much success, but I do think their defense is going to do more than enough to keep this a close game because Georgia's defense is fantastic. I'm not going to deny it, but I think we're going to have a 14-point game max, and I think it could be right around a 10-point game here. 
I don't know that, man. I think it's the year of the fucking pig. Okay. And I think you are underestimating okay. those Razorbacks. I don't give a dog gone. This game is in Georgia, correct? Correct, yeah. So, you know, that does give me a little bit of cause for concern, especially in college football. It means a lot, especially in Georgia. But the Razorbacks are playing out of their oh, yeah. absolute minds right now. And I have to back the pigs in any situation I can. I wasn't all the way bought in last week, partner. Fucking notes. But yeah, woo pig suey right there, baby. <laughs> all, cap. all cap, baby. Woo pig suey. Um, all that being said, hey, I wasn't bought in last week, but let me tell you, after they thumped yep. Texas A&M as four and a half point dogs, I am bought all the way back in, my friends. However, this is the toughest uh, test that Arkansas has oh, had yeah. to face, so they're definitely going to have to show up, and it's going to have to be their best performance yet, especially against that stone cold defense that you yeah. talked about in your analysis. Now. I, too, am taking Arkansas plus 18 and a half, and I'll let you thump some more things That's down right. here. But one thing I absolutely love is that Arkansas has got enough of their own defense to hang sure. in this game. And that's one thing that not a lot of people realize. And that's why they've actually been really damn good in these contests. They can lean on their defense. 12th in total yards, 8th against the pass, and 48th against the rush. I absolutely love it. Soon. The books are going to get really, really fucking smart on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Yep. My friends, I can promise you that. But until then, we keep fucking cashing. Yeah. I don't think this is going to be a two-touchdown game. I think this is going to be a one-touchdown okay. game. And the pigs are going to win it outright, my yeah. friend. But if you don't believe me, let the trends speak for themselves. As always, my friends, Arkansas, 4-0 ATS last four October games. 5-1 ATS last six games following a straight-up win. 5-1 ATS last six road games. You talked about the dog being really good in this matchup, right? Arkansas, 11-3 ATS last 14 as a dog overall and 5-1 ATS last six as a road dog. Arkansas, 10-3 ATS last 13 in the SEC. Baby, give me all of the pigs in those 18 and a half points and you might just see me get crazy enough for a half unit sprinkle on their damn Ooh, money line. Oh, baby. From the both of us. RMAG's third best bet of the weekend for the college football slate, and mine as well. Arkansas Razorbacks plus 18 and a half. Hammer at home, partner. Number four. All righty. So this next team switching conferences here once again. A team that actually lost to those Arkansas Razorbacks and have since bounced back with. All the way back. With, I don't even know what word to use because their offense has been unbelievable. We are going to Texas minus five at TCU. The only thing that concerns me, this is the one on my card that seems a little bit too good to be true. I have so I, to admit. So I will tell you, before you get started, I did have Tennessee on my card. I took them like my original Texas, starting. This is or, Texas. Or, or, I'm sorry, Texas yeah, yeah. at the beginning of the week. I had them on there. I took them off, but starting yesterday, my partner got me back on yes. to the Longhorns. Horns up, boys. Let them have it. Horns up. Yes. Like I said, it does concern me that it does seem a little too good to be true. I just think that uh, the Blues are putting a little bit too much value here, not only at TCU at home, but just TCU in general. Uh, and I think they're putting more emphasis on Texas laying a stinker at Arkansas on the road there. Mm -hmm. um, but from what mm -hmm. we've seen from Arkansas since then and before that, I have no concerns about that. That makes me more confident about Arkansas tomorrow or against Georgia tomorrow, honestly. But I also think, like I said, since then, their offense has been unbelievable. 70-burger last week against Texas Tech. And this TCU defense, you know, TCU's offense, I think, should be able to score some points in this game. TC or Texas Tech put up 35 and still lost by 35, though. TCU's de defense has been rough against some lackluster opponents. 
uh, mediocre opponents in Cal and SMU. Maybe SMU could be solid. Not quite sure what they are yet, but yeah. TCU did lose to SMU. Allowed 42 points is what not I'm trying to say. Not your father's Mustang. No, team, and I they believe. gave up 42 points is what I'm trying to say. They yeah. allowed 32 to Cal. Uh, I believe they only beat them by two. Cal is one and three. Cal is one of the worst teams in the Pac-12. I think Texas is probably going to put up another 50-burger the way I see it here. And I it doesn't seem too good to be true when I really lay it all out here. On the road, it's not like they're going across the country. It's within the uh, within the state of Texas here. A big rivalry game. I have no concerns about this Texas offense continuing to steam down the tracks. Are you they, don't have to continue are they all the way yourself, back? my are friend. Are they all the way back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. 100% have that confidence. They're all yeah. the way back. Don't try and convince yourself yeah, of your I'm, own I'm pick. Good. Give it all, baby. I'm backing him. I absolutely love it. There's no concerns in my no. mind that the Texas Longhorns continue to be horns up. Minus five, five and a half have been really profitable this year as well. So hammered in, Armag's fourth best bet of the weekend. Texas Longhorns, minus five or five and a half. Partner, keep this proverbial podcast train steaming on down the tracks. Alrighty, now we're going back to the SEC for this one. We've got Southeastern uh, Conference. Yes, sir. Middle of the pack of the uh, SEC matchup here, but a uh, kind of a big matchup for uh, where these teams are going here. Huge. We're taking out of Tennessee at Missouri. We are going Missouri minus three at, Tigers. at home Even against that's the Volunteers. not the right Tigers. Yeah, it's still the Tigers, <laughs> though. And they're at home here against the Volunteers. I think it's going to be an offensive shoot-up partner, and I do believe that Mizzou is going to stand out at the end of the game here. Tennessee, on the surface, has some respectable defensive numbers, but it's skewed by a couple of inferior opponents. They allowed 41 to a mediocre pit. That's not even the... I actually, yes. I'm sorry. I'm tripping on my words here. They allowed two inferior opponents to put up ridiculous amounts of points here. Uh, 41 points to Pitt is one of them, and it's not an inferior opponent. They lost 38-14 to 14 to Florida. That's there where I was go. going with there that. There you go. Their defense is poor as partner. Those uh-huh. numbers are Fugazi. Uh-huh. Mizzou's offense has been very damn consistent, even Agreed. in their two losses. Two close losses to Boston College and Kentucky, and you can say, ah, what are those two teams? By uh, public perceptions, those teams aren't very good, right? Not so fast. We actually think those are pretty two, two pretty damn solid teams here, and uh, I do believe that Mizzou is the better team here, and they're going to take advantage of that Tennessee defense partner. Damn fucking Skippy. I'm backing the absolute <laughs> shit out of you, my friend. I guess. I cannot, uh, I cannot tell it uh, any better myself. I actually, this was another one. I had them on my uh, my, my list, my, my early week list, went through. I said, fuck, I like the Tigers. Is it too good to be true? I think it's too I don't think it's too good to be true, but I I'm a homer because I yeah. love I love Mizzou. I love Mizzou and Tennessee's I don't been have real that bad. Bias. Then he shows up with it on his card. I said, Holy fuck, I'm back in. Hammer, 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 hammer. All right, so number five from yeah. our mags, Missouri <laughs> Tigers. Not the right Tigers, yeah. but you know the Still deal. Tigers. At minus three. Please, sir, gently, if you will continue to row the proverbial podcast boat down the stream okay so we are going to a stadium that does not claim any conference we're going to the cincinnati bearcats at the notre dame fighting irish and we are taking the cincinnati bearcats on the spread minus one and a half what did you say i I was doing uh that that's the bears okay (laughs) wrong wrong team wrong team do it later cincinnati (laughs) minus one and a half this is and this is not the main reason we're taking this by any means but this is the biggest game in school history for cincinnati huge this is effectively a playoff game for both of these teams here ignore last like i said earlier with the wisconsin michigan analysis ignore last week's score against wisconsin for notre dame 
Notre Dame took advantage of horrible Wisconsin blunders, as I've already mentioned, and the Cincinnati offense has a much more consistent attack than that Wisconsin team did, and Honestly, a pretty solid defense that can hold Notre Dame down just to where they need to here. Cincinnati, the other thing that uh, really pushes me over the end here, partner, gets an extra week of preparation oh, you after don't Notre say. Dame just had a massive game against a stingy defense against Wisconsin. And might I, might I hammer it home once again, an extra week of prep coupled with the biggest game in program history, and it isn't even close. Hopefully uh, they get to, I'm not saying hopefully they win this game. I do believe they win this game. Hopefully this won't be the biggest game in program history because they run the table and they have an even bigger game down the road. But for now, this is the biggest game in program history. Give us the Bearcats minus the one and a half points, partner. May I? I too am on the Cincinnati Bearcats minus one and a half. I do not believe you need to worry about the money line because this line is an... O-V-E-R-R-E-A-C-T-I-O-N. You know how I do it. This is complete fooey. This should be much longer. This should be a minus three and a half. No question. Number one, if Desmond Ritter wants to have his Heisman chances lifted, elevated, and continue to soar, he must, and I repeat, must stomp down the gold hats defense starting from the beginning there is none of this oh let's wait around hang around slow start ritter it cannot happen and i do not believe it will happen that is why i'm backing this i also love the fact that you mentioned this is the biggest game in the program's history yeah. and if they want to have a shot at that cfp that everybody has been fucking talking about since may we ain't even had college football at that point in time we didn't know if uncle covid was going to be beating college football's ass at that point in time they're here the times now, they need to move and groove. So I, too, am on the Bearcats, minus one and a half, but because of a couple other key reasons and why I tell you it's an overreaction, my friends. Notre Dame's being overvalued because of that Wisconsin game you mentioned earlier in some mm -hmm. of your analysis. Mm -hmm. It was 10-10 to 10 at the end of the third quarter, and because of... I think they were losing 13-10, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe, yeah, it was 10-10 ten, ten in the third quarter. Either way, that wasn't part of my analysis. That's, that doesn't but matter. <laughs> what it was is that uh, that's just the case of old football being football sometimes. That was not a 42-41-13 game, whatever it ended up yeah. being. I can promise you that. One thing I do know is that uh, Notre Dame had a 27-13 win over Purdue, and uh, I think we're also finding out that Purdue's pretty doggone fugazi as well. And we might have a little something to talk about with Purdue later, Stay tuned way later in the show. Who knows who's to say. All that being said, they also only won to Toledo by a field goal at home, my guy. That was absolutely ridiculous. And they had to take shitty-ass FSU to overtime in order... Uh-oh, uh-oh. Early in the year, early in the year, FSU, early in the year, FSU to overtime to get them the job done. You don't believe me on all that, hey. You know me, Trent's guy. I got him for days. Cincinnati, 5-1 and one ATS, last six versus a team with a winning straight-up home record. Cincinnati, 4-1 and one ATS, last five road games. They are also 4-1 and one ATS, last five non-conference games. And 6-2 and two ATS, last eight on-field turf. You know, that's very, very important. We talk about that a lot here at the TTL Pod. Notre Dame, 2-5 and five ATS, last seven home games. 1-5 and five ATS, last six games in October. Octubre, for those of you are Spanish viewers out there, as well as Notre Dame 0-4 ATS last four, following a straight-up win of 20-plus points or more. Can you say let down spot for the Gold Hats, especially in South Bend? I've seen much 
worst teams walk into that stadium and kick the dog shit out of the gold hats. I love all of you who are a Notre Dame family and that uh, you support us on the TTL pod. I love you. I'm not lots. talking about we you. Lots. We got a lot of them. <laughs> but right now, we are not going to be backing those young men, especially with only a point and a half dog. Oh, can you believe they're only a point and a half dog? <laughs> I can hear everybody now. We're That's my favorite the, public impersonation. <laughs> we're taking the Bearcats. <laughs> minus one and a half. Thanks for getting me on the roll, partner. That was one, two, three, four, five. How about you hop on the big green tractor that is the proverbial podcast and mow down the rest of okay. your cornfield <laughs> analysis? <laughs> <All right. laughs> Okay, well, we'll recover from that one. But if you were wondering why we laughed a minute ago when my partner mentioned Florida State, it's because my next favorite play is the Florida State Seminoles. What do you know about it? But what uh, you said does not step on the toes of that play, does not step on the toes of this play at all, in my opinion here. We've got Florida State minus 4.5 at home against Syracuse. 65% of the bets are on Syracuse, but 74% of the money is on Florida State. That line has gone, instead of going... uh, in uh, Syracuse is down to three and a half. It is up to five and a half, making mm-hmm. it easier mm-hmm. for the public to hammer in Syracuse. They want that money coming in from the public on Syracuse to even things out here. Don't be fooled by these records, uh, my friends. Three and one for Syracuse, 0 and four for Florida State. This should be a no brainer. How are they favored here at home? Syracuse has wins over mid-major and FCS teams. They are nowhere near what their record says. They are, in my opinion, one of the two, but in my opinion, they are the number one worst team in the ACC. I know Florida State has been disappointing, but the teams they've lost to are good teams aside from, I mean, Jacksonville State, it's FCS, but they are a good FCS team. That is uh, one early on in the season that is confusing or concerning. They get into ACC play. And they're losing to a couple teams that we perceive as some pretty damn good teams. And I might I mention the Syracuse team is very, very bad. Seminoles still have an, uh, a decent offense here. They have been able to put up points. Their defense has been the concern. I think Syracuse defense is going to get exposed here. Syracuse has a solid rushing offense. However, Florida State's one thing they do well on defense is slow down the run. I love those matchups when you have a bad passing attack going against a bad passing defense because that bad passing defense isn't going to get exposed by a quarterback that can't pass on anybody except for inferior opponents, inferior talent, inferior athleticism. FSU still has the athleticism and speed advantage in this one. Athleticism. Just when you think FSU's D is bad, they're going to show up and, uh, like I said, slow down an opponent that cannot pass. They will be able to shut down the run if it comes at them, and they'll be able to put up plenty of points. I see at least a 10-point win here for the Seminoles. I have no concerns. I would take it up to six points here. Wouldn't take it over that, but I love this one as much as any of these other ones on my card, despite how disappointing these Seminoles have been. Partner. Hey, I love everything you're saying. If you guys have been looking at the Knowles game saying, where the fuck do I go? Can I get back on my favorite team to play the Florida State Seminoles? Hey, back my man, for sure. No question. I just cannot put my faith in and my money in a Seminoles team that uh, lost to that Jacksonville State team so far. uh, I do believe they've run away with this game. I just can't run to the window on them yet. But you've got enough of uh, confidence in them. So there you go. There you have it. Now, Next play up on tap. I was going to make this uh, play of my own, but I'm not going to make it a podcast play because I don't want to seem like a homer because you've seen me stand up, dance around, and sing this team's praises time and time again on the show. But that being said, my partner is uh, now decided he will be backing them on the spread because it seems like a damn good idea and opportunity. So please let them know, my friend, what is your now seventh 
best bet of the weekend. Alrighty, my man. So we are going to a massive game. And let me uh, drag it out so my partner has to hold his breath for a second. I am taking the Alabama Crimson Tide. Oh, damn Tide, baby. On the spread versus the Ole Miss. I actually bought a half a point here at some decent odds still. Minus 120. I took it down to minus 14. Still like it at minus 14 and a half. But in a game like this, I do prefer to get that extra half point in case we get a two-touchdown game here. Let's put it simply, you don't win a lot of money uh, betting against Alabama. And you certainly don't win any money betting against Alabama when Nick Saban is playing one of his former assistants. Mm -mm. They are going to beat down Ole Miss. The last four years, my friends, they have scored at least 59 points in four straight games. I think 15 points last year was the closest it got. Lane Kiffin just got there last year, so it's not all on him. But as I mentioned, the combination of what Alabama has been able to do to Ole Miss, what he's been able to do is against his old assistants, I think they are going to beat them down. And what gave me the confidence, partner, was that last week they finally played four quarters of dominant football from start to finish. You saw what they did against Florida in the first half. Absolutely Roll shut tied. them down. Roll took their foot off the gas and let Florida back into it. Roll They've tied. gotten their ass chewed out a couple times for doing stuff like that. It ain't going to happen again. No, it's not. We, we ain't going to be doing it, Ott. Right? All right. You're going to have to come into this game now, Ott, right? uh -huh. and we're going we gonna to have to thump them on the defensive 100%. side of the ball, Ott. Right? <laughs> so what I'm saying is, do I think they're going to put up another 60 points in this game? I think it's going to be a little bit lower than that, but what I really expect, and maybe it won't, but what I'm really, really expecting is that their defense shows up and dominates this game. And if, uh, you know, it might be both sides, and we might blow the spread out of the water. But what's given me the most confidence is their defense to hold them down to cover that 14. If you want to take them 14 and a half and eat the, uh, eat the point that I bought, go ahead. I do believe it's going to win, and I do believe they're going to get it done by three scores here tomorrow. Roll damn tide. Shout out my boy Jordan Battle. Shout out my boy Jay Biz. Miss you guys both. Jordan whoops some ass on the defensive side of the ball tomorrow. All of that being said, hammered in. Roll tide. Crimson tide. Alabama. Big old elephants, minus 14, or minus 14 and a half. Either way, they're getting it done by three touchdowns. Love it. Partner, how many more you got here? Two more. Two more. So, without further ado, please let them have number eight. All right, I should be a little quicker on these. We are going to a little smaller scale of uh, matchup here, at least as far as the schools are concerned. We're going to Liberty and UAB on Saturday afternoon. I am taking UAB minus one and a half. UAB's defense should be the standout unit in this game. They have mm. been very solid in this uh, in this season so far through four weeks. I think they should be able to move the ball offensively as well, more than enough to handle this spread. I think they get it done by at least a field goal, if not a touchdown. They're three and one straight up. They've looked fantastic in their wins, but I think some of the perception is skewed by their one loss, but it was a beatdown against one of the two best teams in the country, Georgia. They absolutely got hammered but it is a clear mismatch against them. That is not the case by any means, obviously, in this one. They're actually playing at home for the first time in this game, so I think really? they're going to be even more juiced up really? at home. And Liberty has uh, not been as strong offensively on the road here. They are 1-1 one one straight up and ATS on the road. And I think that continues into a 1-2 and two on the road on Saturday here for UAB covering that minus 1.5. I might slide on over to this one with you, partner. This one kind of sunk under my radar. They've a impressed little, me. A uh, little pick em, so I am uh, interested to uh, back the Dragons with you there Love as it. well, my friend. So, please, partner, one more to go. Let them have it. All right. For my last play, I got to get one more Big Ten game in there. One more Big Ten under. Surprise, surprise. What a homer. 
and I'm going this time. Hey, I've had my success in the Big Ten, so call me a homer all you want. But I am Still going to Indiana and Penn State. We're going right. under 53 and a half Damn in right. this one. Penn State's defense right. is going to show up big in this one, much like they did against Wisconsin. Penn State's offense has been solid, but I don't think their offense is quite good enough to carry a total over by themselves, or even if it is a close game, I don't think that's going to happen. Indiana's offense has been incredibly streaky, and in this hostile environment, that is going to be Penn State once again, 6.30 p.m. game. These night games at Penn State are an absolute madhouse, and I think that is going to play a factor into Indiana's offense really struggling here tomorrow, and I do believe we stay well under this 53-and-a-half for a uh, not quite a grimy, grimy uh, uh, Big Ten under here, because I do think Penn State will probably look solid, but I, like I said, I don't think they're going to score 40 points or anything like that, so no. give me the under in this one. Yeah, I was kind of leaning uh, Indiana plus 12-and-a-half beginning of the week, and the more I looked at it, I just think this is going to be a grinded out, and I think that uh, Penn State's going to end up covering that, but it's going to stay way, that's way what under. I'm, that's and exactly I, I just, what I was thinking. I just don't know. I don't have enough faith in Indiana to do that, but I do think the under is the right side of this play. 28-10 to 10 or something like that. That's kind of where I'm leaning. I like that. I like that a lot. So, there you go. There you have it. All of my partner's best bets of the weekend. If you missed anything after we get through my best bets, don't you worry. We'll recap all of them. Now, quickly, fastly, but not too fast, in a hurry, over to my best bets of the weekend for the college football slate. Now, I will go back up to the top of my notes here. And my friends, I will let you know that I am going back to the Friday evening slate. Let's go. And I have some damn good value, just as the value I had to dish out yesterday for my Virginia Cavaliers. Also, um, shout out my man TK. Or, or uh, uh, oh boy, oh boy. Uh, I shot him out. Uh, Thompson Tate. Ta- yeah, I'm blanking. I can't think. Ninety nine. Ninety nine <laughs> yeah, is a running back though. That's awesome. I shouted him out. He he uh, is in the offensive depth chart as FBP football player. Football player. Uh, yeah, man is for sure. That all being said, going to the other matchup that uh, is on the slate. Well, there's three on tonight, but we already told you about the Maryland game. I'm going to the matchup between the Houston Cougars and the Tulsa Golden Hurricane. And I am saying that the storms are going to be stopping tonight and the Cougs are going to be rolling in Tulsa. So give me the Houston Cougars plus five or wherever you're finding that because I found it on some books down to plus three already today. plus three and a half today already. And... I'm taking a half unit on the money line as well because of that movement. This is a three-star play for me this weekend, my friends. You will see it in my action app like that, and this line is completely wrong. It should be favored in the total opposite direction. The books are just overreacting to Tulsa doing some nice little things here and there, and Houston having to battle back last week against Navy, being down at half. But may I remind you, after they were down at half, Navy never scored again. They turned on the heat. They will come with that said heat from the first snap against the Golden Hurricane today. Let me tell you that Houston holds an edge over Tulsa in points per game, yards allowed, time of possession, red zone, and penalties given. Now, what did I not mention? Oh, that's right, yards gained. Tulsa does hold an edge over Houston in yards gained. You say, Colton, why would you do that? Oh, I'll tell you why. Because they are outside the top 100 in finishing drives, so Ah, they cannot get it into ah. the end zone worth a damn. Nothing but empty yards, my friends, and I'm not buying it. But if you don't believe me, let me tell you, and let's not forget, 
that Tulsa has a loss to UC Davis on their record at home this year, 19-7. to And the Houston Cougars are no UC Davis Broncos team. I will assure you of that, but let the trend speak for themselves. Houston, 11-3 ATS last 14 versus a team with a losing straight-up home record. They are 19-7-1 ATS their last 27 games as a road underdog. And Houston is 13-5 ATS in their last 18 following an ATS loss. They lost as 20-point favorites against Navy. They are going to cover this with ease because they were very rightly 20 points against Navy. They just laid an egg. All that being said, Tulsa 1-5 ATS last six after scoring more than 40 points. So unlike in their previous game, that is unlike the Houston Cougars, they are not in a rebound spot. They are in a very big letdown spot. So I will be taking the dogs the Houston Cougars, not really dogs, but they are Cougars, whatever you like to look at it as, and also the money line for the Houston Cougars this evening. Hammer it home. I'll be back in you, my man. Big Dana Holgerson fan over here. Love it, love it, love it. All right, we already talked about Maryland. I already talked to you guys why uh, I'm taking that with uh, my partner there as well. Back to a matchup you mentioned, my good friend, yes, and that is the Michigan and the Wisconsin game. Ooh, thoughts on the Mariners, Ooh. Mr. Brennan. Oh, um, partner, you want to just take the floor just one, two seconds? Quick second here. I uh, Last week, I believe it is a week from me today, actually, I took a plus 1,100 Mariners to make the playoffs. You don't it say. Is, uh, not looking bad. I think they're going to need a little help. I think they got a good chance of taking care of the Angels this weekend. They might just need a loss or two from uh, Red Sox or Yankees. Sure. It doesn't, matchups don't favor in too well. Red Sox got three with the Nationals, but uh, I'm more biased. They're kind of collapsing than the Red Sox are, so I'm feeling decent. Yeah, Brendan, thanks for joining us. Appreciate you, man. If you haven't read my blog, you will know that I am a very biased Mariners fan. Uh, the legend of Chris Flexen yeah. has a chance to make it to the 2020 uh, starting tomorrow. MLB postseason. Oh my gosh. Any opportunity I get, just just put it put it in my last will and testament. Yeah. Everybody, everybody, this man, please bet Chris Flexen every single time you can. You will cash. He is the best. He is the greatest. But you're cashing that thing, I do believe. I I think we're at least gonna get it some type of tiebreaker. I love him tonight. I was looking into yeah, him tonight. Have some action love on him that. tonight. Chris Flexen's on the mound tomorrow. So if they take care of the Angels, they might just need a loss or hey, one or Let's go. Let's fucking hey, Chris go. Chris Flexen, baby. baby. I love no him, joke. dude. He's no fucking joke. But I'm actually I think I'm actually going to be putting some money on him tonight, though. Hell yeah. Yeah, I got a full blog on Chris Flexen, literally the legend of Chris yeah. Flexen. <laughs> I fucking love him. Uh so that all being said. Thanks, uh, thanks for that, Brendan. We yes, appreciate sir. you, our guy. And uh, let's get back into it. Now, back to the Michigan-Wisconsin game. Oh, fuck. I got to prime up for this because I said one small thing about the big blue and fucking Wolverine's Twitter <laughs> jumped yeah. down my damn oh, yeah. throat. So before you guys jump off the deep end, just relax for a second, okay? I still love you. I still appreciate you. I'm not coming at you. I just see gambling value. So I'm taking... In the Michigan and Wisconsin game, if you didn't know, Wisconsin money line, full unit, two-star play for me this weekend. A uh, little bit of question marks after the fourth quarter, the end of third quarter collapse yeah. from the Wisconsin Badgers. But I don't think we're going to see that offense struggle. I think finally it's going to turn up. It's going to wake up. This is week five now. This is now sure. or never for the Wisconsin Badgers. We can't be spinning the fucking wheels anymore. And I don't think we see it. Now, please, if you have heard this, Raise your hand, even yes, you you far in the back. 
no way Michigan is an absolute dog at home <laughs> after what the Badgers did to Notre Dame at Soldier Field last week. That's exactly what the books want you to think. Again, O-V-E-R-R-E-A-C-T-I-O-N. Overreaction is this line, my friends. I am a little concerned about the two and a half. It's bounced a lot between two and a half and one, so I think it could end in one point. Yeah. It could be absolutely yeah. bananas, but I do love the Badgers to get it done outright. I think it's going to be a back-and-forth, dirty, downright Big Ten defensive battle. Yeah. My partner loves it. He's a Big Ten homer. Every single one of those games he will be locked into on his 15 different TVs. Yep. It's what he does. It's how we go. But let me tell you something. Even though I'm a little bit worried about that number, the Sharps aren't. 37% of bets with 59% of actual money wagered on Wisconsin minus two and a half. Uh, sticking pretty firm there, but you don't believe me. Let me give you just a couple of key trends. And one, one that might knock your damn socks off. Hold on. Yeah. Wisconsin, five and two straight up in the last seven meetings with Michigan. Yep. Wisconsin, four and oh, straight up last four meetings in Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. And here's the real one, boys and girls. I looked back. To 2018, eight times have the Michigan Wolverines been underdogs. Are you ready? Your socks may just fucking blow right the fuck off. Hold on. Hold on tight to your chairs. Those eight times they were underdogs? 0-8 straight up. 2-6 against the spread. They ain't getting it done. Three of those games were against Wisconsin. Wisconsin won as six and a half point favorites, 24 to 10. They also won 35 to 14 as three point favorites, and they won 49 to 11 as seven point favorites. Give me all of the Badgers. I don't like the damn points, even though with that trend, son of a bitch, I might want to hammer it in, but I absolutely <laughs> love the money line. Give me the Badgers. I think I'm with you, partner. I much like how you were jaded with Florida State. I I think I'm going to be backing you because everything you said, all the line movement, all the uh, public perception on, oh, I can't believe Michigan's a dog. I am all the way in on what you're saying there. This Wisconsin offense has just uh, just made, it's been a tough watch for me. And uh, but but at home with the They're defense, just not good as a dog. No. But with the, with the defense that they bring, I do trust this. I do believe I will be, be back in New Michigan in the John, uh, Jim Harbaugh era. As much as I love Jim Harbaugh, they do not win these type of games against big opponents when it's uh, kind of take that next step, whether it's their season or just their program. They just haven't been able to get those wins. So I think I'll be back in you tomorrow. Yeah, I absolutely love it. And uh, if you follow my plays in the past, I typically make plays like this based off of um, big rebounding spots yep. for uh, Wisconsin. So because once again, they might not have covered last week, but uh, again, they were either 10-10, 13-10 before the wheels absolutely fell off. They still sh could have, should have won that game last week. Show enough. Show enough. Well, there you go. There you have it. The Michigan, nope, the Wisconsin there Badgers on the money line. I am taking. Now, we already talked about Arkansas plus 18 and a half. Just a nice reminder for you. That is a three-star play for me this weekend. Also taking Cincinnati minus one and a half. I am not worried about the money line in this situation. I will take the a three-star play there as well. Next one up. Three-star play for me, my friends. One my partner is not on, but soon I do believe he will be. Go Cats! Kansas State Wildcats plus 11 over the Oklahoma Sooners. And you might just see me get crazy in this one as well and sprinkle the hot darn money line, my friend. Now, if you don't believe me, you think I'm crazy, just, just hold on one second here. Sure, if you follow me last week, the Cats burned us. I'm not worried about that. 
That was just a little off anomaly. They didn't realize how much they had to bring it when they brought a little bit stouter competition. It's good to go. Now, you might say, Colt, that's the other team from Oklahoma. They played Oklahoma State. Now they're playing Oklahoma this week. It just does not seem like a good factor for them to be in. Well, I would argue differently because Oklahoma State is where they played last week. Now they're going back to Kansas State, and they're playing there this week. Now, we live in the old Midwest, and it's sometimes some shitty weather during this time of the year. So I went ahead and looked deep into that, and oh boy, wouldn't you know it, my friends. It is about 60 to 65 degrees at Bill Snyder Stadium in Kansas on Saturday tomorrow with a 93% chance of rain and about 7 to 12 12 mile an Uh hour gusts of wind. (laughs) So, you know, if I do or if I could be so kind to continue my trend... The deuce is loose. Let Deuce Vaughn eat. Let him work. There has been nothing that has shown me that Spencer Rattler is going to come out and throw a perfect game, have any type of dominance against Kansas State, especially with the weather we're seeing. This is going to be a dirty, run it, grind it out game. Kansas State has the advantage in that spot, my friends. Deuce Vaughn is the real deal holy field. All of that being said, You don't believe me. You don't believe me, my friends. I got the trends to back it up. Kansas State, the most important one, has won the last two matchups between these two teams last two years. 2020, 2019. It's not we got to go way back. I don't think anyone's realizing that because I didn't even realize that. You don't have to realize that. It is not that far in the past. Last year, they won 38 to 35 as 28 point dogs. Last in 2019, they won 48 to 41 as 23 and a half point dogs. Now they're down to 11 point dogs. The books set this number so they do not get killed on the Kansas State Wildcats, so the public will still hammer the absolute mess out of Oklahoma State. I promise you, this is one of my locks of the weekend. Kansas State is going to absolutely have a dominant game in this weather at Bill Snyder Stadium, and they are going to continue to build on the trends of being 13-8 and ATS, their last 21 at home, including 5-2 and ATS in their last 7 at Bill Snyder. 18-8 and ATS. ATS last 26 as an underdog overall and 9-3 and three ATS last 12 as a home dog. My friend, they show up in the month of October. Yep. 56, no, 36, 16, and 2 ATS last 54. That's where I got 50 from. October games. Give me the Kansas State Wildcats to absolutely roll against the Oklahoma Sooners and boys and girls. You might just see me get fucking wild and drop a little money line sprinkle on these big dogs as well. I think it's the weather that might push me over the edge, my man. I knew it would. I knew it (laughs) I did not realize that. Well, so this is me. Maybe this is uh, not a very good analyst take, but Oklahoma is just one team that I, uh, until what you said, what you said, kind of a team that I'm just like, all right, I am taking myself away from them until they can have some consistency here because – Maybe they are this just the team that we've seen the last few weeks. That's are they good? Yeah. Are they dominant like they've been in the past? No. And I keep waiting for them to come out and just slap a sixty burger on whoever they're playing, and it just ain't happening. Can Spencer I, Rattler is kind of you know can what I you said. You? Can Go I ahead. remind you what you're saying? They won by five to Tulane, seven exactly. to Nebraska, three to West Virginia. Oh, they absolutely dominated Western Carolina. Give me an effing break. How about Nebraska? Uh, Nebraska ain't that good either, exactly. and they only lost by seven, my friend. So, hey, cheers to you. Ah, fuck me, I'm in. He might. Oh, he, 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 
I'm in. my own one, baby. I'm in. All right, Kansas State Wildcats, plus 11, plus 10 and a half. I'm comfortable there, <laughs> Shit. Too, boys and girls. The books are getting smart, but not smart enough uh-huh. for you, boy. Next game up on tap. <laughs> you might call me crazy on this one as well, but I have to continue to back them. Rutgers Scarlet Knights, plus 15 and a half. They went into Michigan last week on their homecoming and they still covered the spread. They almost got the outright win, boys. They almost got it. So all of that being said, it's back in the Scarlet Knights until further notice. I don't give a damn. The books, once again, are going to continue to set these lines. They will get smart eventually, but until then, we cash. And Ohio State really is not Ohio State this year. Similar story Oklahoma, if I'm If being they honest. can be beat in Columbus yeah. against the Oregon Ducks... I mean, I don't Oregon's care. Oregon's good, but Oregon's good, but I don't care. I don't I don't care, my friends. That 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 that's something you don't do. No. That's something you do you don't come into the shoe and beat the Buckeyes. They but don't. that all being said, Whoopi Shapoopy, they got a one game where they covered over the Akron <laughs> Zips last week. I do not give a damn. Rutgers covered as 20 and a half point dogs last week and now you're going to give me m- more more than two and a half touchdowns at home after an easy cover against Michigan 20 to 13 last week come on give it all to me my friends Rutgers has more than enough defense to limit whatever Ohio State has cooked up 11th in total yards allowed defensively 15th against the pass and 41st against the rush give me the Scarlet Knights who are 4-0 ATS this year again Something special's happening. Quote me now. Call me crazy now. Quote me later, bitch. I'm just, I'm just, it's where I have it. 4-0 ATS, last four on field turf. Rutgers, 4-0 ATS, last four versus team with a winning record. Rutgers, 5-1 ATS, last six following a straight-up loss. And 5-2 ATS, their last seven as a dog. Ohio State Buckeyes, 1-3-1 ATS, last five overall. And as a favorite, Give me the Rutgers Scarlet Knights plus 15 and a half all day and night long, any day that ends in Y. All right. Please. I'm not opposing this by any means. I am not quite as bullish as you are on Rutgers, at least in this spot. I do like them. I think under my head I would take Rutgers for sure. I'm just staying away. And once again, maybe this is uh, playing into what you're saying, partner. Same thing with Oklahoma. I keep waiting for Ohio State to show up like they were supposed to show up, and they haven't quite done it yet. Not only that, but Rutgers, uh, Greg Shiano's got him playing way, way above expectations. Yeah, so yeah. I like the play, but I think I'm going to take another step on the sidelines for this one, and I'll root it for you, no question about it. All right, my friend. I just realized that uh, my headphones are wrapped around my uh, microphone here, and I was wondering, like, why does ah. shit feel so weird? So let me stick this bad boy. Oh, hey, 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 hey. Hey, hey never know what rabbit hole you're going to go down here Such at the a TTL hole. pod. If you, uh, if you didn't know by now, we ain't, we ain't the suits, so... Uh... <laughs> You better get used to it now. We ain't changing. So, next play up on the board, my friends. After that Rutgers play. Oh, I get to do it now. Ooh, I, I, I did it early. There we go. Oh, Sikkim Bears. We're taking the Baylor Bears <laughs> plus three and a half, baby. I absolutely love it. This is a three-star play for me. And you can say, Colt, oh my gosh, LSU in LSU. What are you thinking? They they took out Mississippi State. Well, I think you're crossing games here. Oh, am I? Oh. Oh, I surely am. I apologize. <laughs> Baylor's playing Oklahoma State. Yes, I apologize. They're playing Oklahoma State, but we are still taking Baylor plus three yes, and a half because they are playing Oklahoma State. I was on the UCLA. Uh, uh, a totally different game. Don't listen to me. We'll get there later. But right now, Baylor plus three. 
This is a completely wrong line in my mind. Let me get rethoughts and collected here as to why I love the Baylor Bears. This should be completely flipped, and the Pokes have no business being favored over anybody. It did look like the uh, Bears were going to ride the struggle bus, start the season. I cannot lie to you after a weird, weird, weird win against Texas State, but... Are the Bears back? They have turned it on ever since then. They are 3-1 and ATS now and 4-0 and straight up. And, you know, even though the old Cowboys are 4-0 and straight up, they are 2-2 and ATS. And, uh, you know, I don't think that uh, they are truly... 2-2 ATS because they barely beat Boise State and they barely beat Tulsa and I am not buying any of it. This is going to be a nasty, nasty Big 12 defensive battle mm -hmm. and I can promise you that Oklahoma State is going to get run all over by Baylor's sixth in the nation rushing attack. Oklahoma State has not faced anything like this defensively and that will be the key deciding factor for me with two defenses that are pretty evenly matched in the big 12 you don't believe me 60 to 70 degrees at game time 87 percent chance of precipitation in 7 to 12 mile an hour wind you better fucking listen to me kids i'm telling you right now let the trends speak for themselves baylor bears 11 5 and 1 ats last 17 road games 11 3 and 1 ats last 15 as an underdog and 7 1 and 1 last 9 as a road dog ok state 2 and 5 ats last 7 in the big 12 conference and in these meetings, Baylor is five and two straight up, four and three ATS the last seven meetings overall, two and one straight up, two and one ATS last three meetings in Oklahoma State. Give me oh the Baylor Bears. I think I like it, partner. I was on the fence on this one, but I think I like it. I uh, this might be uh we'll see how the day goes and maybe I'll hammer it in about uh, about game time. But I I do like it. I love the hey, analysis. Checking out some uh, weather. That it's run, getting that time. Run game with the weather. I do like it. I do it's like getting it. Getting that time. It's getting that time, yeah. my friend. So I kind of targeted some of those games as you're finding out. Yes, sir. Next one on tap. Going to Clemson, and I am taking the Boston College Eagles plus fourteen and a half. This is a three-star play again for me, my friends. This is not your father's Clemson team. Actually, not our Clemson <laughs> not our team because it was yeah. just pretty good here Last recently. Decade. All that being said, uh, this is way too beautiful for me not to take the two-and-a-half touchdowns, uh, especially after Boston College with the momentum they have, overtime win against Missouri, absolutely bananas. And may I remind you that Clemson – hasn't done anything to prove to us that they need to be favored by two and a half touchdowns. At least not we need to back them offensively. 14 to 8 win over Georgia State. 21 to 20. Georgia Tech, sorry. Uh, Georgia Tech. 21 to 27 overtime loss to my Wolfpack, NC State. Let's go. And a 3 to 10 loss against Georgia in week one. We all know all of that stuff. We all know what's going on. And it is not looking good for Clemson at all. Boston College wins that overtime thriller against Missouri. And I think they ride that momentum right into this damn game and play up for it. I will tell you, my friends, it took me a lot. I thought about it. I went back and forth. And then I remembered one key video that had just been circling around Twitter. And the fact that the Clemson Tigers barely won that game 
So, I will tell you, you can shoot Dabo out of a fucking cannon again, paratroop in the American flag, and have a live tiger roaming the sidelines all fucking game, and I'm still taking the Boston College Golden Eagles plus 14 and a half that are 23 and 8 ATS last 31 games in October, 17, 8 and 1 ATS last 26 games as an underdog, and 19 and 7 ATS their last 26 as a road dog, not to mention. 23-9-1 ATS, their last 33 conference games. Give me the Boston College Eagles. I think I might be with you. I was already leaning towards this one already. I mentioned earlier in the show, Boston College, one of these teams that the massive public just does not realize how competent and solid they are as a team here. And this Clemson offense partner ain't doing it for me. This was a team that I was kind of a similar conversation with Oklahoma and Ohio State. I was like, all right, let me back off. Let me, I, I'm just expecting them to finally go off yep. here. And that offense ain't doing it. I mean, their defense will still make some plays. No question about it, but I'm not trusting this offense. No, sir. Well, I have uh, three plays left. Okay. Three plays to get through. I'll go a little quicker because I want to save some more time for our NFL sure. plays where the real value is. So, Quickly, fastly, in a hurry. My next play up on tap, I'm taking the Auburn Tigers, plus three and a half, two-star play for me. I do believe this line should be much, much shorter, maybe even with Auburn being favored. This is the time that Bo Nix needs to show up. He needs to have a game. He needs to play if Auburn wants to be in any type of conversation for uh, a conference championship at the end of the year. I do see this game going very similar to how LSU's game went last year or last week last against week, yeah. Mississippi State. Uh, pretty similar, evenly matched team. And, you know, if LSU doesn't win that game by a field goal, I think they're underdogs in this game. And I think that's why this line is set exactly where it's set at. I love the three and a half with the Tigers. I don't think you can draw much from either one of these teams' schedule. In my opinion, they really have played nobodies and they played a couple of somebodies, both of them in the four weeks. Really nothing you can draw from either one of them, and I think both of these teams were finally going to see the true yeah. offensive powerhouse and defensive powerhouses that they are. You don't believe me, you can look at a few trends, and you can find a bunch of public trends that would be like, oh, LSU, 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 but a lot of them have to do with that 2020 COVID year, and you got to be a little careful when you start looking at some of those trends, not to mention... Home dogs are doing really, really well this year. Mm -hmm. Home favorites, not so much. Right. Home favorites, 117, 118, and 6 ATS this year. Actually, now 117, 119, and 6 after, after Miami's night, yeah. loss last night. And the home dogs, 41, 26, and 3 ATS. So in this position, I absolutely love those trends, and I got to go after the Tigers in a game that I think is going to be a back-and-forth shootout, much like we saw last night, and I will take the field goal and a half every single time. Looks like it's already lost the hook down to three, so... Give me the Auburn Tigers, plus okay. three, plus three and a half. I think I like it. I am mostly staying away from this one. I think this is going to be a hell of a game, but I do like what you're saying. If I was leaning, I think I would lean to the uh, taking the points because I do think it's going to be that tight of a game. Show enough. Next play up on tap. Oregon State, Beavers, minus two and a half. This one's a three-star play for me too, my friends. They are playing Washington, and uh, again, I feel like I have to keep beating this dead horse, but Washington has played nobody. And they are setting this line right here so they do not get killed by everybody backing Oregon. If it was at minus five and a half, everybody would be back in Oregon. But they think it's going to be a shootout, and it is not. Oregon State is arguably one of the hottest teams in college football right now. They are playing damn, 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 damn good. And they had a 45-27 victory as 11-point dogs last week against USC. On the opposite side of the ball, Washington have played one road game so far this year. 
they their uh record is a little fugazi because of that that one road game against a pretty similar opponent i wouldn't say completely equal but michigan mm-hmm. and they got thumped yep. they got thumped 31 to 10 it wasn't even funny but i do believe as much as the beavers aren't michigan they're trending in the right direction, oh, my most friend. So I'm not too worried about any of that. If you don't believe me, let me tell you that Oregon State 3-1 and straight up this year should be 4-0 and straight up. Lost an absolute heartbreaker to the Boilermakers in Purdue. I think that they improve. They are 3-1 and ATS as well. Again, lost that heartbreaker, and they have since turned around the entire program since then. Washington, 2-6 and six ATS, last eight following a straight-up win. 1-4 and four ATS, last five conference games. The Beavers are 5-0 and oh ATS, last five following a straight-up win. 7-1 and one ATS, last eight following an ATS win. And 4-1 and one ATS, last five as a home favorite okay give me the Oregon Beavers minus two and a half all day long I like it my man I am uh I was staying away from this one I just don't know as much I haven't watched as much uh of the uh, Oregon State Beavers only saw Washington when they played Michigan so I just haven't watched these teams too much that was my main stay away reason Oregon State's hot I like it no I definitely like it I like it last but certainly not least my final college football play of the weekend going back to the sissy blue train and chip (laughs) kelly's visor i'm taking the ucla bruins minus three this is a two-star play for me because i'm still just tentative for some reason on the bruins and i don't know why uh it is a little concerning that this line is down to uh three uh or well i got it at three and it hasn't gone really anywhere yet and they were five and a half point favorites last week but i did find some key things as a why i really like the bruins here in this spot the uh the uh had asu went down the sun devils is what they are i couldn't think what the hell they were (laughs) Um, they have been able to hang in big spreads, but it's just because they've been against really lackluster, inferior opponents. I don't think that all of a sudden now they deserve to be three-point dogs against a much better program and who have played a lot higher level competition against uh, these UCLA Bruins. All of that, you know, one thing that really tips me off is all of the trends. There's nothing major that you can really draw from what these programs have done so far other than UCLA just playing a little bit higher competition. You can say that the Bruins are back, the Sissy Blue Train's back. I think so. That's why I'm backing it. Mm-hmm. However, UCLA still has had a tendency to let down from time to time. So that's why this is a two-star play for me. But a lot of trends that made me go over the hump. 5-2 and two ATS is UCLA, their last seven conference games. 7-3-2 seven, and two ATS, last 12 following an ATS win. Arizona State's 2-5 and five ATS, last seven October games. And 2-6 and six ATS, last eight following an ATS win. UCLA, 4-0 ATS, last four meetings overall. And 7-2 and two ATS, last nine meetings between them and the Sun Devils in UCLA. Give me all of the Bruins, minus three here for Saturday night college football yeah I like this one a lot I am uh all over UCLA especially coming up the loss I think there's going to be more of a sense of urgency if they had handled Fresno handily last week or was that last week or two weeks ago two weeks two weeks ago okay coming off even still coming off that with the sense of urgency I still do like it and if you watched uh the college football yeah. kickoff on that Saturday Chip Kelly was a little bit worried about yeah. that, that his boys were not. He was mentioning something to the tune of the boys better be geared up because we're playing a very yeah. good Fresno team, and they didn't show up, and I'm sure they do not want to be ran into the dirt like they were after yeah. that game. and it's a very again. similar situation because Arizona State, I think they uh, UCLA is the better team. If they don't show up, it's going to happen again, and after that loss, I think it was a wake-up call that they need to wake up or and be awake every single week, and that's what we're going to see tomorrow night, in my opinion. Woke up. There you go. All right. All of my college football 
best bets of the weekend. Okay, quickly, if you missed any of them, let's recap them for you real quick. The TTL Crew's best college football bets of the weekend. Oh, we're in Wisconsin, boys. If you could so kindly turn your attention to the right side of your screen, all of my best best bets quickly, fastly, and in a hurry. And if you are listening, not watching, turn all that way up. Get ready for the weekend's best bets coming from me. Here we go. Houston, plus four and a half. Houston, money line. Maryland Terrapins, plus three. Wisconsin Badgers, money line. Arkansas Razorbacks, woo, pig suey, plus 18 and a half. Cincinnati Bearcats, minus one and a half. Kansas State Wildcats, plus 11. Rutgers Scarlet Knights, plus 15 and a half. Baylor Bears, plus three and a half. Boston College Eagles, plus 14 and a half. Auburn, plus three and a half. Oregon State Beavers minus two and a half and the UCLA Bruins minus three. Above us, right in this general direction, is Armag's best bets of the college football weekend. He's got Maryland plus three and a half as well. Michigan versus Wisconsin under 43 and a half. Dirty Big Ten battle. Arkansas plus eight and a half. Woo! Big Suey! Texas horns up minus five. Mizzou minus three. Cincy as well with me minus one and a half. FSU Gold Knowles minus four and a half. Bama roll tide minus 14 or 14 and a half. He did by the extra hook. UAB minus one and a half. And last but not least, rounding out our college football card of the weekend Indiana Hoosiers versus Penn State Nittany Lions under 53 and a half. Yes, sir. Lock them in, hammer them home, sprinkle a little bit of dough down, whatever you need to say. Just make sure you get this weekend's TTL crew best bets of the day in at whatever the current best line is on your favorite sports book. All right. Holy cannoli, well, my friend. Let me take that away. There you go. There you have it. Uh, all right. NFL to get through. You know how it is. You know the drill. So uh, let's get right after it. Let's get right Dive to in. it. Without further ado, my friends, back into our mags. Best NFL bets of the weekend. We knock out all college and NFL in one shot here. So switch your gears, get your extra sip of coffee, get ready for NFL and partner once again. You have the floor. All righty, I appreciate it. So this first one is kicking off the Sunday afternoon at a noon Central Standard Time kickoff. We are going to the AFC mm. and we are going to the state of Florida mm. for the Colts versus the Dolphins. We are taking the Dolphins minus two. At least I caught them at minus two. Partner caught them in a little different line. Minus one and a half. Yes, sir. Dolphins 12 and two ATS last 14 games after a straight up loss. They are one of the best bounce back teams in the entire league. All 14 of those games are under Brian Flores. Yes, sir. And so I do believe we are going to see that here today. The defense should look very, very solid against this Colts offense that has been uh, leaving a little bit to be desired, if uh, if I do say so, the least here. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a scrappy, grinded-out game, and I think the Dolphins are going to edge them out here at the end. Back in the Dolphins in that home field advantage. Colts having to travel down to the old human mucky swamp there in Miami. 85 degrees and 84% humidity at game time. I love it. It, the Colts are going to have some desperation in this one. They don't want to go 0-4, but these Dolphins don't want to go 1-3. They're going to have as much, if not more. I think their quarterback play, once again, I am I think it's Brissett. I don't it does, I don't even care. It doesn't matter. Brissett, Tua, it doesn't matter to me. I think they're both going to do whatever they need to do to get this win. And like I said, I'm really backing the Dolphins' defense more than anything in this one. Two things. 
Injuries on the Colts, namely Carson Wentz. He's still not 100%. I don't no. care what you want to say. I don't care if say. he is 100%. And number two, what you just mentioned, Miami defense. They are extremely scary when they can generate pressure. And without Quentin Nelson, that banged up offensive line is going to have a hell of a time stopping that pressure. And Carson Wentz is going to be stick leg walking all around that pocket and getting blown up all game long he is going to be extremely tired by the second half and then all that humidity all that heat is going to play into it and the dolphins will eventually pull away now you mentioned that they were 12 and 2 ats uh following a loss under brian flores well little did you know that they are 11 and 6 ats as a home team under b flow Mm. and 3 and 0 ats as a home favorite under b flow under frank Reich, the uh blue horseshoe old head coach over there sure they are 2-5-1 ATS last eight as an underdog under him. 1-3-1 ATS their last five as a road dog. And 1-5 ATS last six week four games under Frank Reich. Proof's in the pudding, my friends. I don't know what else you need me to tell you other than Miami 6-1 ATS their last seven home games and 5-1 ATS last six in October. But we're hammering it in because it's in Miami. It's going to be hot and humid. And old Carson Wentz is going to be sweating. Give us the fins. Minus one and a half. Partner, if you could be so kind, as for number two. All righty, number two. Not sure if this is coming to a surprise as many people or not, but we are going out of the Vikings and Browns game in Minnesota. We're taking Minnesota. the Vikings. Skull, I, I hate that I said that out loud. But we are taking them as a uh, betting perspective, and we can say skull. But we are taking the Vikings plus two and a half. Mike Zimmer, we mentioned it last week. Mike Zimmer as a home dog at home in general, but also as a home dog is an absolute monster. His Vikings defense, actually, his Vikings team, I should say, on offense and defense has enough firepower to hang with anybody. They have enough to hang with anybody and win this game outright. I do think they win this game outright. Kirk Cousins is in one of his uh, yearly three, four week blazing hot streaks. I think that continues here today. We mentioned it earlier in the week. A lot of people are going to be buying into what the Browns did defensively against your Bears, but you already mentioned it, partner. Go ahead. O-V-E-R-R-E-A-C-T-I-O-N. I'm not buying it against my Bears. No. Not a chance, not in hell. May I remind you, I will grab that baton and start running, my friend. May I remind you <laughs> that the defense couldn't believe what my Bears were doing, yeah. so they kept running the exact same fucking scheme, no. and we just let them keep destroying fucking Justin Fields. Get me off of that soapbox before I go down that rabbit hole in a flash of a heartbeat. I will tell you, though, they had to battle back those brownies against the Houston Texans. Not very well, not very good at all, even with Tyrod Covers, who's now no longer in the starting role because he's hurt. All that being said, they let Kansas City, who were quickly learning that might be a little bit fugaze and kingdoms crumble, my friend, they let them come all the way back in in the fourth quarter and win the damn game outright. And also, may I remind you that I've been beaten this Viking scrappy team mojo if you will since we started the nfl season this is the team that they are they lost a 27 24 ot thriller to the Bengals. you can see now too that that is going to be the Bengals team as well after last night game most definitely but they had a 34 33 loss to the arizona cardinals off of a missed fucking field goal by a rookie kicker and they won pretty convincingly the seattle seahawks 30 to 17 as 
two and a half point dogs <laughs> at home. The exact same damn line. You're giving it to me again. You are going to set the public up that beautifully again, books. Thank you so Thank much. You. We will Thank dish you. that out every day of the week. And I'm going to put some on the money line as well, but I'll take the two and a half. Yes. One thing you did mention, my friend, Mike Zimmer. Being absolutely terrific at home, as a home dog, everything in between. You didn't think I would come to this show without those damn trends written down, did you? Oh, well, I'm just so glad you asked. Minnesota, 36-22-1 ATS as a home team under Zimmer. That is since 2014. 31-19 ATS as an underdog under Zimmer and 10-3 ATS with last week's cover and win as a home dog under Zimmer. Zimmer in their last 26 they have been completely profitable as a home underdog 19 6 and 1 ATS last but certainly not least before we rip it in the Cleveland Browns 5 and 8 ATS as a favorite under Kevin Stefanski 1 and 3 ATS as an away favorite under Stefanski and in their last eight overall as an away favorite not profitable at all 1 and 7 ATS Dalvin Cook and Anthony Barr were both at practice today for the Vikings. Love to hear it, but if you are a Vikings fan and uh, might be bagging this play as well, love that it played right into this. Alexander Madison, not, not bad, a bad at all. Look at all. Anthony Barr coming back is that's huge, huge though. Phenomenal. Huge. Phenomenal. Reverting back a tiny bit today, those I see at practice today for the Colts, for the Colts, Carson Wentz, mixed up Carson and Colts. Carson Wentz, Darius Leonard, Jack Doyle, Mark Glowinski, and Jonathan Taylor are practicing today. Not at practice, Braden Smith, Quentin Nelson, Kari Willis, and Rock Yassin. Was that the pronunciation? Rock Yassin. Yes. So that's it. Hey, you got it. Good shit. Last but certainly not least, Cleveland, 3-7 ATS, last 10 as a favorite, and 2-5 ATS, last 7 following ATS win. It's an overreaction. It's a trap. It's a setup. Take the Minnesota Vikings plus 2.5 per the TTL crew. Partner, let them have number three. All righty, number three. We are going to a big old NFC West showdown. Actually, we've got a couple NFC West showdowns on the card today. We have the Seattle Seahawks catching three points, at least what we caught it at. I'm not uh, quite sure exactly where it is right now, but we are taking the Seattle Seahawks plus the points. I do believe it is. We're still right at three. Believe it or not, the Seattle, Seattle Seahawks have absolutely owned the 49ers in their last 14 games 12 and 2 straight up since 2014 are the seahawks against these 49ers vast majority of those are with shanahan and all of that is with pete carroll all of that is russell wilson seahawks have the uh, higher level of desperation it is a must win game for them niners are obviously going to have some urgency but it's not quite that must win if the seahawks fall to one and three they are going to be in too big of a hole in this division here 49ers rush attack, we mentioned it for last week's game. Afterwards, it's discombobulated and ineffective right now, the way it's uh, shaken out with their health and their eligibility. Jimmy G, also, he can make some plays sometimes, but he just isn't making plays consistently enough, and Russell Wilson is going to make the plays into uh, Sunday's game. I think the Seahawks are going to be playing complimentary, complimentary football. I probably will be sprinkling some money line on this one as well. No I really like the Seahawks team with a little bit of desperation here, partner. Yeah, I like their money line as well, but uh, on my best bet as well of the weekend is Seahawks plus three. I want to revert back quickly to something the sportsbook consigliere said to us on uh, episode number four of the Wise Words podcast, yep. the legendary Dave Sharp. And this is the exact same line. Well, it was a three and a half that your Packers had against the 49ers at home. The exact You're same right. thing. And, you know, 
the books got absolutely murdered. They had a 5-1 to one ticket count, and he was telling us every bookmaker in Las Vegas was crying the next morning because they wouldn't shift the line. Right. Well, now they shifted the line to 3, thinking that moving that hook was going to be something great. Well, uh, everybody has continued to smash 3. I got it before it dropped to 2.5, and, and then it's back up consistently to 3. I believe if the books do not drop it down to two and a half, they are going to get absolutely murdered again. They need to do it quick, fast, and in a hurry so they can get a little bit of action on the 49ers at two and a half at below the three because the Seahawks are taking care of business here. The Seahawks are winning this game outright. There's no question, but they need the public to back Shanahan's 49ers, and they need to drop that down to two yeah. and a half. If you ask me, it's the same story. who am I? It's the same exact story, but who am I? I think they're going to be crying, getting beat over the head with about a seven to one ticket count this time around. Not to mention, uh, maybe I'm homering out here, but the Packers should have won by more than uh, the, the two points there. They were up ten nothing going into half, or about to be going into half yeah, before a well, special yeah, teams well, touchdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was you're it wasn't shouldn't have been as close as it was. That's you're homering out. Either way, Seattle four and one ATS last five week four games. Seattle eleven four ATS last fifteen as a dog. They are also nine and three ATS last twelve as a road dog. You mentioned that uh, Seattle absolutely owns these contests. Thirteen five and one ATS last nineteen meetings with the San Francisco 49ers, regardless of location, regardless of date, regardless of time. Seattle Seahawks get it done. Oh my gosh. I forgot to mention one final stat to lay down for the Seahawks. Not even a stat. George Kittle's uh, status is actually questionable for this game. Oh, that is correct. If he's out, then it's even more so. Yeah, that's a wrap and a half. So take Seattle plus three. Three Three-star play from me, my friends. You'll see it on the action app. Partner, if you'd be so kind, number four. I mentioned we've got another NFC West matchup Mm. on the card. This is my last one for me. We're going to the Cardinals and Rams, and we are going to the Cardinals. Depending on where you caught it at, believe it is still at plus four and a half. I caught it at plus four and a half. This is going to be an unbelievable offensive shootout the way I see it here. Rams defense has not been quite as effective as it may seem to you. Their offense has been, uh, and their defense certainly hasn't been bad, but it hasn't been world beaters, uh, kind of like we saw last week. Pass defense has been honestly kind of mediocre, and I think this should end in a field goal game with the Cardinals passing all over the Rams. Would not surprise me if uh, the Cardinals found a way to win this game, but I do believe they are going to keep it within a field goal. Uh, the Rams, I mean, you go through it. Obviously, they have the win over the Bucks. I mean, honestly, say it, partner, the uh, the old big old O word from last week. Overreaction! Because coming off of that win, everyone thinks the Rams are the best team in the league. They should handle this no problem. They've just got great matchups against the Bucks. I'm not saying they might not be the best team in the league, but they just have great matchups against the Bucks. Didn't win uber convincingly against your Bears or the Colts. I mean, it was a 20-point game against the Bears, but really wasn't that much of a blowout uh, when you really put it under a microscope. So I think the Cardinals' passing offense is going to have more than enough success to keep this one close. I agree. Overreaction was big and bold right there in my notes, if you do see. Uh, Original line opened up at six points and uh, was a severe overreaction because it dropped down so hard to four and a half that the books couldn't even collect their asses in their hands before it happened. Down to four. So much sharp money came blowing in on that spread they said holy fuck we have fucked up and they had to drop it down to four and a half now the average john q sample public better is going to not make any stock of that line movement you need to because it dropping all the way down to four and a half means some serious things now i have another four and a half play that i absolutely love that is to drop down to four my friend but we love this four and a half because it's been a key number for dogs and actually dogs to win outright on the road or at home it doesn't matter i mean, don't know if i'm gonna slide all the way there because i love the rams and i just don't want to 
back. As far as the them. money line? Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. The money line. I'm staying away from but that. But I absolutely love the four and a half. They keep this well within a field goal. I see this happening kind of as the uh, Bills and Cardinals game. D-hop jumping up, nuke at the end of the game, getting the grab. I kind of see that's how this thing's shaking out. And I know that um, the Cardinals really haven't played anybody, but they have absolutely hammered down. I mean, I guess you could say that I, I would say nobody with Tennessee with them being on their defense and them at home. We absolutely sure. hammered the Cardinals in that spot. That was before the Tennessee Titans really found themselves. And then Minnesota too. They, that was just kind of a back and forth battle, obviously lost there, but then Jacksonville, they said, okay, we need to hammer down. We need to sure. stop playing around with teams. So I love that. And I do not believe that, uh, and, and you should believe me more than anything because I was running to the window, beating the Rams hammer drum, last whatever week, you want to yeah. say, last week, and now I'm going against them. It's just because of the line. It's just smart value, and uh, me and my partner are both taking the Cardinals plus 4.5 because they're 12-5, and 12-5-2 and two ATS last 19 as a road team, 9-3 and three ATS last 14 as a road dog, and 8-2 and two ATS last 10 games in October. Give me all of this. It's a trend snapper for the cards. They are a completely new team. And if you look, uh, they haven't had much success in recent times against the Rams. Huge trend snapper game for me and for my partner. Is there in his head? Cardinals plus four and a half. All right, my friends. There you go. There you have it. Our mags, best NFL bets of the weekend. I have two more to give to you. Two more. So quickly. Over to my best bets of the day. And let's take a gander here. We are going back to that aforementioned other four and a half underdog and my partner has been giving me looks all week and i think i finally got him to side on over to my boy so i'm making this a two and a half star play not full three not mm. full two you do raise legitimate concerns on the game between the carolina panthers and the dallas cowboys that the panthers do have some significant injuries one being christian mccaffrey one being electric rookie cornerback jc horn now that offense is much more than Christian McCaffrey, even though he is a big, 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 big part of it. And that defense is much more than J.C. Horn. They're not number one in total yards against the rush and against the pass in the NFL just because of J.C. Horn. I can assure you of that. So that defense is going to remain fine. They're going to be in a shootout, but they're going to do just enough to keep this game tight, get to some key stops when they need to. Everybody's jumping off the ship on the Panthers defense because they get one key injury. Like They're still okay, my friends. I promise you that. And if anybody is going to be prepared to overcome said injuries, it's Matt Rule's game plan and ass. That is his M.O. He's done it with every single college team, and now he's doing it in the NFL. He, that is what he does. I, I, I Nobody hardly does it better than Matt Rule. I absolutely love it. Now, again, O-V-E-R-R-E-A-C-T-I-O-N, the Dallas Cowboys at plus four and a half is the biggest, minus four and a half is the biggest fucking overreaction I've seen in my life. It was at minus five, and it's already dropped down to minus four. I'll talk about that in just a second, but they don't beat the Eagles like that last week. This line is not a favored line. They technically should have lost by two touchdowns to the Los Angeles Chargers. If they do not pull dumb ass bonehead penalties in the red zone the chargers walk away from that game in sofi up two touchdowns with a win no doubt in my mind and tampa bay dealt with severe injuries in week one and dak targeted their fucking weak links all game all game long after the injuries that's what happened you can go back and watch the tape that is what happened this team is healthy on defense they only are battling one one key injury just relax everybody buy into this defense i promise you they are going to keep this in here now i mentioned that it opened at five 
and now it's down to four. Don't you think this line should have absolutely exploded after that Monday night domination over the Philadelphia Eagles? Why would it go back down in the opposite direction and lose a hook in the wrong way, go to four and a half, and now... After the sharp betters are starting to wake up, it's now down to four on some books. It's four and a half still in some places, but I believe it goes down to four by game time. And I just might be sprinkling on the money line as this one as well. Maybe not as crazy because we talked about it before the game. Dallas gets this win, and I'll stick firm to this. And you're a Dallas fan. You can hate me all you want, but they're going to win this game by a point, two points, something insane, something bananas. We're going to get this cover Monday on every media outlet. The Cowboys are going to be going to the Super Bowl and be Super Bowl 56 champions. And then following week five, this guy is going to be falling in every which other direction, and it is not going to be the same tune. This is their last opportunity, I promise you. You can put my word on that. I do not think that the Cowboys are the Cowboys. All that being said, trends that back my thoughts up. Carolina, 8-0 ATS last eight road games, 9-2 ATS last 11 as a dog, 6-0 ATS last six as a road underdog. They're also 8-2 ATS last 10 games in week four. They're 7-3 ATS last 10 games in October. The star, 23-47 ATS last 70 as a home favorite, my friend. 2-5 ATS last seven following a straight-up win. Can you say letdown team? 2-7 ATS last nine as a favorite. And 0-4 ATS respectively in their last four week four games and last four games in October. Dallas is also key kicker. Listen up. 1-6 ATS their last seven games on a Sunday following a Monday night football game. Give me all of the Carolina Panthers plus four, plus four and a half. I got it at four and a half with the hook. I absolutely love it. And just might, by game time, have a little money line sprinkle. Okay, my man. I, I Okay as in good analysis. Uh, not okay as in I'm, I'm, I'm uh, siding with you. <laughs> I'm not opposing you by any means here because I love everything you're saying. I just... Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna have to sit it out and uh, you know enjoy it from a fan perspective. I'll root it on for you, and you, I'll, I'll happily eat the I told you so's if the Carolina Panthers cover. I have no concerns about that. You it's can fun. do all that you want. I, I, I'll happily root it on for you from the sidelines. I will be beating it because I can see a few people uh, dipped on out of the stream when I uh, officially <laughs> made the Panthers plus four and a half a best bet. Hey. Call me crazy now. Feel free to quote me later, bitch. I'll take it to my grave, put it on my tombstone. Last but not least, my final play of the weekend, my friends. The Denver Broncos money line. This is a three-star play from me. Now, Colt, if you're so confident, why aren't you taking the spread? Why aren't you doing that? Because there is way more value on the money line, and I will explain in the following. Please raise your hand once again if you have heard how in the world can the Baltimore Ravens be underdogs on the road to the Broncos? The Broncos are so fugazi, they played nobody. I've got arguments for it all, my friends. Let me tell you that this is exactly where the line should be, and they have you in the palm of your hands, their hands, just like they did last week with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the LA Rams. They opened up, them being the Ravens, as plus one favorites, and now they've flipped to minus or plus one dogs, now they flip to minus one favorites. But if you look at the money line, the books won't dare put the Broncos as a plus money poly because they do not want to get absolutely obliterated on all the sharp bettors that are smartly taking that money line right now. This Broncos team is going to be in a perfect position to win. Now, 
But let's look at the Ravens. They're 2-1, but 27-33 loss to the Raiders in overtime. 36-35 win over Kansas City in a Bananas primetime game. And 19-17 over the Detroit Lions on a fucking 66-yard doink. Let's be realist here. Let's be honest. Let's be truthful how they are actually two-in-ones, my friends. Please, be honest with yourself. And now, let's look at the Broncos. Sure, they've played the Jets. They've played the Jags. They have played the Giants. But, much unlike their counterparts on the opposite side of the field playing inferior opponents, they have dog-walked their inferior opponents. They beat the Jets last week 26-0, 23-13 against Jacksonville, and 27-13 against the Giants. This is going to be a shootout. This is going to be a battle at the beginning. I'm not saying it's not going to be. That's why it's a doggone pick'em. But it's going to be a war of an attrition and a defensive battle. And in all of those times, those moments, when those things line up, you have to take the home team that also has the elevation advantage. I do believe the Baltimore Ravens end up being tired as all get out by the time the second half rolls around. And Denver's offense is going to keep bringing the heat because they will be more than cardio ready at Mile High Stadium. Second in total yards, Broncos defense. Third against the pass and second against the rush. They only build on those numbers. Let me remind you that even though I'm not taking the number, I just like the value better on the money line. My friends, it is at minus 104. They will not. They will not, the books, they will not let this thing go to plus money. They do not want to get killed. I will tell you one more time, they are now plus one on the spread, minus 104 on the money line. They do not want to get killed on the Broncos. Please, not for me, for you. Hammer in the Denver Broncos money line. But there are some key trends. Three and one straight up last four meetings between these two teams in Denver. The one loss was a 38 to 35 overtime loss in some bananas, absolute stuff. I do not see them. If they are, if that is where it goes, I see the Broncos edging it out and getting the last second win. I do believe as well that the public is all over the Baltimore Ravens. I've already talked about it. They are seen 78% of bets, 86% of actual money wagered, and not to mention, Baltimore 9 and 25 and 1. ATS last 35 October games. 1 4 and 1 ATS lacks 6 games in week 4. And Denver 8 and 2 ATS last 10 games in October. And 10 and 4 ATS last 14 versus the AFC. This line's all wrong. It's an overreaction. I'm telling you again, you're going to have to take your coyons and set them on the table and uh, sack up, my friend. But I'm telling you, we'll get it to the window so my sixth and final best bet of the weekend denver broncos money line Alrighty, my man i'm going i love the analysis i'm going to sit on the sidelines for this one as well not that i don't like it by any means i am more so on the fence on this one just in general and i don't feel strongly enough one way or another so i'm just gonna sit on the sidelines root for you i'll eat the i told you so if the broncos win once again i am more than happy to take all that Absolutely. Well, uh, like I said, going to take some coyons. This is a uh, sharp, both of my outside plays of me and mags are a very sharp play and based off of line movement, based off of these are complete overreactions. So believe you me, we're getting them both through the window, but hey, who am I? All that being said, that does it. My NFL best bets of the weekend quickly. If you missed any of them, let's recap all of the NFL best bets of the weekend. Here you go. 
right side of the screen. My best bets. You see all six of them. Dolphins minus one and a half. Vikings plus two and a half. Panthers plus four and a half. Seahawks plus three. Cardinals plus four and a half. And Broncos money line. My partner is lining up with me on his best bets right above us. The Dolphins minus two. Vikings plus two and a half. Seahawks plus three. And Cardinals plus four and a half. Lock them in, hammer them home, sprinkle a little bit of dough down. Whatever you need to say, just make sure you get this weekend's NFL Week 4 best bets from the TTL crew in it. Whatever the current best line is on your favorite sports book. There you go. There you have it. Holy shit. Oh boy, oh those Friday shows, my friend. I'm telling you what. We get after it. We just dished out loads of uh, great value there. Everything looking good. So that's about the show. Let's wrap everything up here with the usual nonsense. Uh, was going to uh, do a little one of these actions, but uh, we'll uh, a little longer. Little longer. So maybe we'll do. Uh, hey, that's the money line dice. I'm gonna might do a little live roll here uh, for my page this I afternoon. Think that's a good idea. As uh, well, that's I probably that's what idea. we're gonna do. So wanted to shout them out though. You want your own set of money line dice? You'll see them later. Hit the link this episode's description. Head on over to moneylinedice.com. Pick out any of the merch you like on there. Nothing is off limits. Enter code TTL10 at checkout. TTL10. You'll get 10% off your first order at moneylinedice.com. Start rolling right alongside the crew and uh, getting your tickets to the window with the all knowing cubicle objects that go by the name Moneyline Dice. Thank you, Dice. Thank you, Dice. All right, all that being said, partner, anything burning on the brain, melting on the heart, festering on the soul, you have been dying to get out to the kind folks that joined us on episode number 130. Seven of the TTL pod on this absolutely gorgeous Friday of bets, also known as September, October 1st, 2021. Nothing crazy, my man. On this day, little, uh, you know, playoff baseball's right around the corner. Yeah, yeah. On this day, 1932, the babe, Babe Ruth, calls his shot at Wrigley Field in in the Uh World Series, Yankees-Cubs World Series at Wrigley. Seems like nobody talks about that quite as much as they used to when we were kids. Maybe I'm mistaken on that. Go ahead. This ain't really a nothing, but word on the street is University of Kentucky's quarterback, Will Levis, likes to drink his coffee with a few tablespoons of mayonnaise. Ugh. Word on the street. We might have to double hammer Florida minus eight and a half this weekend. I don't know. Just uh, scrolling through, see if I see any news, and there's your news. All right. <laughs> so back to uh, the babe. Babe Ruth. I'm disgusted by that. Um, no, what I mean, all I was saying is it seems like that moment was talked about a lot more when we were kids. Am I mistaken by that? It seems like that was, like, some huge – I mean, it's still yeah, I don't huge. want to say that, like, the babe's dying off, but, like, baseball's dying off, It's just man. baseball's starting to – Baseball's I, I, dying yeah, off, man. Still love I hate baseball, it. But it's becoming just – it's becoming so regional, and you yeah. really just dive into your own teams unless – I mean, obviously, gambling's probably bringing it back up, but as we've seen over the Ooh. last month, nobody gives a shit when football comes around. All right, I know we didn't mention it. Game of the fucking weekend. Sunday night football. Yeah, let's talk about it. Just real quickly, uh, Bruce Arian says Jamel Dean and Giovanni Bernard are out versus the Patriots on Sunday. If you do remember, Jamel Dean 
was the cornerback that came in for the other injured cornerback. Uh, totally blanking on his name right now. Dash in his name, his last oh, name. Oh, uh, Murphy Bunting. Sean Murphy Sean Bunting. Sean Murphy Bunting. Uh, yeah, so that is huge news. That is um, big. You know, I don't know what if the, what is going on with Tom's voice. Sounds like he smokes about 50 yeah. packs of cigarettes a day. I don't know what's going on I don't on care if he says he's cool. That's something. You got like, Gronk with the, some banged up ribs. It's not just a muscle. It's not just a muscle. It's a rib. It and is that something is, severe. Yeah. Like, uh, he can't, you can't he's just freak like, of ah, nature if little he's torn off. Oh, fuck it. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Like. He might try, but he's going to, you know, we saw him a couple years ago when he was slowed to, down. I know he wants to play, but when he's not 100% and he takes another shot, like, that's not good. What are the money and bet splits on the spread and money line right now? So a little bit of money and bets are coming in on the Patriots because early on in the week it was over 95% towards the Bucks on both the bet slips and the money. It's down yeah. to 88, 85 in favor of the Bucks. But with those money splits, and the line is still right at minus seven, with those type of splits, if the Bucks were going to cover that, shouldn't that line fly? Not even just move up a little bit. It should fly it should up, up to nine, to nine ten, yep. and it's staying right at seven. So anywhere. might have to be, uh, you know, still keeping an eye on it because I what I said earlier on the week still is kind of my own concern with it as far as I haven't seen enough from Mac Jones on this offense to think they can hang with them, but – Bucks might just have a few too many issues coming into this game, and I, I don't know. I think the Bucks or I think the Pats can make it a muddy, grindy, nasty type of game here. Sure enough, I, I do believe so. And everyone else per BA Bruce Arians uh, is going to be a game time decision, uh, including Gronk and JPP. Sheesh. So definitely something to think about there, boys and girls. If you are planning on running to the Bucks and oh the the Golden Boy is coming home, like yeah, because there's no probably, scenario I'm hammering. Like the fucking yeah. the books are not, not they're setting this perfect. They're not just gonna let that happen, like. Right. Hello. They're not going to get killed on Sunday Night Football. They're doing this perfect. And there, yeah. There's no part of me that's taking the bucks. Uh yeah. Me neither. We'll talk about it. You might see it in our uh, in our bet slips come Sunday come evening. Sunday evening. Who knows? Either way. Also, uh, we were kind of banking on this as well. Not necessarily upgraded, but Antonio Gibson officially ah, questionable. Yep. Uh, he needed a log of practice today. He got in. Uh, got in the door. So looks like he will be good. Uh, so yeah, officially questionable to play on Sunday. Uh, Old Riverboat Ron did a little bit of context. He said we're pretty confident, but tomorrow will be a good indicator of where he is at. So just a little bit of something to think about. I do believe that old Antonio Gibson is going to be good. More on else? more on George Kittle. Uh, Shanahan, will he play on, uh, against the Seahawks? I hope so. Not guaranteed. We were hoping it would heal a little more. He had uh, some type of calf issue that was bothering him uh, at walkthroughs yesterday. So uh, Niners shut him down for the day. Can take decision up to kick off, even if he ain't 100%. That le- I like it even more. So they haven't came in officially yet this year, but as far as the Atlanta Falcons go, you have Russell Gage and Marlon Davidson out. Okay. And Curtis Samuel just got upgraded to active for the Washington football team. Okay. So I'm not saying we need to dive back onto the football team, but I'm just saying it might be worth a look, but I think I might be getting done getting destroyed by them this year. I, they're in the grave. They're in the grave. That's we right. need a shovel to put, put dig them out of the grave. I ain't. I ain't, uh, I don't yeah. have a shovel. I ain't going to the store to buy a shovel right now. I ain't got one either. We ain't got no fucking time <laughs> no, to do thank that you. shit. No, I, thank okay, you. fine. They'll stay in the fucking because grave. Because someone else, someone else that I respect uh, was saying basically the same things as us. It's like the uh, the football team should take care of this game. They no should, problem. but can't do it. Yeah, that's Can't the uh, that's the theme of the weekend, and obviously my partner's a little bit nervous on uh, my two other plays. It's just because 
These lines are getting really good right now, my friends, and there's only few and far between. I huh, don't know what happened there, but there's only few and far between that um, that really, truly, like, they have the value sure. now because the books are getting really damn good at them. Don't know what happened there, but, uh, yeah, totally saw the uh, the screen go blank, and now we're good. So maybe that's yeah, the stuff know. we're saying, hey, goof ass, get this show <laughs> on the road wrapped up. All right, I will. Uh, that's all we got. Any late breaking, anything else, partner? I'll get this wrapped up with some motivation minutes. Yeah, let's do it. I'm excited to talk on Monday about that Monday night game. That is a uh, toss up and a half the way I see it so far. Sure enough. Yeah. Make sure you hit that notification bell, the subscribe button. So you are ready for Monday's show, the entire Monday night football breakdown between the Chargers and the Raiders. Make sure you also do it. So you never miss any of our additional content. Wise words podcast episode number four. If you haven't checked that out, go check it out. We're recording with our fifth guest now yes, this upcoming monday gonna talk some golf get some yeah, betting baby. strategy and golf cannot wait for that he is a golf expert yep. and uh, is really starting to make a huge name for himself in the industry so can't wait to talk with him and uh, we'll be dropping that next wednesday as well the usual 12 p.m central standard time <laughs> If at the bare minimum, you don't have a Twitter, you're not following us at Talking the Line, you don't have the ability to look through all of our social, all of our additional content, at the bare minimum, you got the interweb. Go up to your browser, type in TalkingTheLine.com, bookmark that bad boy. Mm -hmm. You'll always find the latest and greatest, our featured content. You'll see countdown timers when the next big sport is coming up when the next big event for ttl is coming up you'll see our best bets of the day you'll see the wise words pod the ttl pod our blogs all types of stuff we have it right there all on talkingtheline.com so check that out uh the it department works pretty hard on that uh website and they'd sure love for you to check that out so appreciate you all there ladies and gentlemen outside of that be on the lookout for my ufc picks blog picks props parlays everything coming out tomorrow R Mags extra cheddar probably Sunday morning if I was a betting man, especially with it uh, not being a noon game. Probably a nice 100%. Sunday morning, nice read. little Sunday morning extra cheddar. Yep. The Green Bay Packers props picks from my man over there, and then uh, with NBA, college basketball, and NHL quickly, fastly, right around the corner. You'll see some more blogs, more content oh, from yeah. us in relation to that. And now that we'll probably have fucking games every damn day of the week. It will be business as usual every day of oh, yeah, the week. We will probably take away the Tuesday and the Wednesday recap and look ahead, and we will just dish out nothing but fucking winners. And if there's something we're over the moon about, we'll probably talk about it. No question. No question. We'll always we'll always do that, and uh, we'll keep it closer to the 1130, uh, 11 o'clock hours more, or maybe even 1030, 11 more. The half hour hour, probably around the hour mark, uh, 1030 would be stretching it. You know we like to get a little windy, as I am right now. Yep. All that being said, <laughs> let's wrap this shit up. My motivation minutes, here we go. All right, my friends. Now, I've been beating you over the head all week long about chasing your dreams, Smashing through barriers, removing the chains that we all far too often like to leave locked on our lives instead of just taking the key out of our back pockets and throwing them sons of bitches off and living the life we've all imagined. I've been beating the absolute shit out of you guys with that, and I know. And I hope you've been able to go down a bunch of rabbit holes. I hope some of my words have been able to help you guys. And you'd also know on Fridays that I like to show a little bit of homage, if you will, to the legendary Michael Lombardi and all the guys over at The Daily Coach. They always put out notes of an elder on Friday. And I always scroll through just to see, are there guys out there who do this for a living or much better than me that 
are thinking on the same page as I am and delivering other things. And wouldn't you know it, hmm. another Friday comes and another reassurance that even though I'm not a genius, I'm not a shwarmy, I'm nobody who really knows shit about shit. I just let you guys know about some things that have helped me survive this thing called life. They're lining up with me over there once again at The Daily Coach. What do you know about that? So I wanted to give you guys a couple of quotes to marinate on, simmer on, to go throughout the weekend uh, that tie up everything I've been talking to you about this entire week. And these are straight from The Daily Coach. If you haven't subscribed yet, I suggest you do so. Uh, Substack.com or thedailycoach.substack.com. You can also find them at the daily underscore coach on Twitter. Total free plug. Love you guys. Cannot tell you how much I appreciate you. If anybody does end up seeing this clip and this, whatever. Two quotes I wanted to give to you guys today. A bad decision well implemented is better than a brilliant decision not well implemented. A bad decision is well implemented. A bad decision well implemented is better than a brilliant decision not well implemented. It's basically what I'm telling you. Just try. Even if it turns out to be a colossal failure, the worst decision you've ever made in your life, at least you try. At least you know. At least maybe if that way wasn't the right way, maybe B, C, D, and E aren't the right way either, maybe you'll eventually find it because you just have the ability to try once you finally get to X, Y, or maybe Z. Sometimes it'll take that long, but a bad decision well implemented is better than a brilliant decision not well implemented at all. And another one. Live your life so you don't regret how you live today. Live your life so you don't regret how you live today. Can you look in yourself in the mirror at the end of your night, your end of your day to your night, whatever, you're about to cash out on the bed for the evening, brushing your teeth, can you look yourself in the mirror and honestly say that you gave 150% today? You left everything on the table. There is nothing possible left that you could have given. Can you say that? And that's not any passing judgment. That's not any uh, total rhetorical. Not for me, not for you, as I always say. If you can't do that, my friends, maybe you got to start switching things around so you can live your life so you don't regret how you live today, whether that's from a discipline aspect, whether that's from a chasing your dreams and just trying aspect, or whatever aspect it might be from, don't waste another day. It's too short. It's too quick. Far too often we can get stuck in the daily monotony and think that we have no ability to break out of it. Bullshit. Me and this guy right here are living proof of it. So one more time, my friends, with the two quotes of the weekend for you to marinate on till I get to see you guys and drop some more knowledge on your dome pieces come Monday. A bad decision well implemented is better than a brilliant decision not well implemented at all. And live your life so you don't regret how you live today. Shout out the Daily Coach. And that does it for my motivation minutes of the day. Love it, my man. We're almost at two hours, so I ain't going to put my two cents in too much here. But uh, love it. Love it as always. Yeehaw, there goes the agenda. We are at two hours. These shows, you know how they get, my man. You know they just get a little bit wild. They get a little bit weird. But that's no big deal, man. Sometimes we just got a lot of value, a lot of stuff to... Uh, 
dish out. So, hey, you pretty much got the next 24 hours to consume anything you missed. If you missed it at all, it's all going to be there. We promise it. I'll get it all clipped up nice and pretty and everything's going to be on the website. You know how it goes down. But for now, my friends, we must bid you adieu. We must let you go on about your weekends as much as we hate to. We love when you come around. We appreciate every moment of it. But for now, we have to tell you goodbye as much as we hate all of it. I'm a poet, and I didn't even know it. So as always, my friends. Ladies and gentlemen, degenerates, gamblers, fans of the NFL Shield, NFL betters, fantasy football players, college football betters, college football fans, anybody I might have just left out far and wide from myself and Mags. Thank you so much for choosing to tune in to the Talking the Line podcast today. We cannot tell you how much we appreciate you stopping by and listening to a couple of goobers dish out some stone-cold locks. We may be goobers, but we dish out nothing but winners, and we cash nothing but tickets. We will never be suits. We will never change. You will always see us like this, and you will be winners. We can promise you of that. Probably after this weekend, it's going to be about time to name your firstborn child. Yeah, maybe even after tonight. Colton Riley, Stroke Magnuson whatever your last name is. It's just all going to run together in one big name because that's how much money we're going to be bringing you. I've said enough. You know the drill. My friends, everybody out there, we hope you have a spectacular rest of your Friday, unless you have any other plans. A terrific start to your weekend and all the way through and a beautiful Sunday before we see you on Monday once again. And we'll meet you at the pay window quite a few times over the course of the next few days until you see us live again. Hey, be sure to follow us on Twitter. Might have some new video content coming out this weekend. And right for now, let's cash some tickets. Dirty Terps tonight, baby.